On this week's The Koi Gig Podcast, we had an exclusive interview with Manchester United's owner, Barrier. With those crowds and that pressure, I just love it. Listen now and make sure you subscribe to The Koi Gig Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I am delighted to say our next guest is with us, uh, Shawnee McGuire. Good morning to you. How are you? How are you, lads? All good. How are you? What's the crack with you? Uh, not on board. I'm just back up and pressing. We got the manager gave us a, a day off today, so we've had a good couple of days training Monday, Tuesday, and then off today, and then prepare ourselves tomorrow and Friday for the game on Saturday. And uh, I guess the atmosphere ahead of a massive playoff like this is both excitement and a little bit of nervousness? Yeah, I think uh, it probably hasn't sunk in with the boys yet um, because the last probably couple of months probably no one expected Coventry to sneak away into the playoffs. I think we went on a mad run. I think we lost one game in 20. Um, we saw ourselves kind of just edge ourselves into the playoffs like the last two, three weeks of the season, which was... Uh, which is brilliant. Um, the home support, the way sports been unreal since since I've been here, and um, long may that continue into Saturday. Have you had many Wembley experiences over the course of your career, Shawnee? Or just one when when obviously it was in the Irish squad against England and um, John Covid. We have a strange one that I was on the bench. I think I think we lost three 0 Um, I was on the bench for that game. But other than that. Um, I don't even think I've been to a Wembley game to to watch a game. Um, so this will be my probably first proper one in, in, involved in, in something at Wembley. Richest game in football as well. Like for a team like Coventry, you've had a little bit of top flight pedigree, I guess, across the years. There must be some serious excitement in the city as well. Oh, it's it's brilliant. I think somebody said 2001 was the last time they were in the top flight of English football and five years ago um, they were in a League 2 playoff final I was speaking to my buddy Pierre Sweeney he was he actually played in that final for uh, for Exeter against Coventry and to see you know the rise in you know the football club from five years ago playing in League 2 to potentially playing in, in the Premier League is it's fairy tale stuff what, Where did the mad run come from? When you joined I think they were 13th in the table is that about right? Yeah, I was speaking to Luke the other day about this. He said, I think we were 15th. Right. Um, so I think we've lost two in, two in 23, 24 games, which is remarkable <laughs> considering it's the, the championship, you know, the most competitive league probably probably in Europe. You know, it's relentless, like game after game. And, you know, to only lose two games in, in that short amount of time, especially five months, it's a lot of credit to... You know the manager, the, the boys, and it's unbelievable the, the run that we've we've actually gone on. Uh, what do you put it down to? Like, is everybody just confident and and feeling themselves and understanding each other? Was it like uh, any idea? <laughs> I know if you if you can answer this question really well, you're going to be an absolute gazillionaire as a manager down the line. But what? I don't know. The togetherness in, within the squad is probably the best I've seen. And um, to be honest, and you know in football the the more you win games, the more you go on a run, the more confidence you get and you get like the lock, the likes of like Victor Jokeles scoring every week, you know, Gustavo Hamer, I'd say probably 
the two best players in in the league and the last well since I joined Coventry they've they've been unbelievable when you get them two boys firing um, we can beat anyone of there but it's not sports not just about them two I think we've a really good uh, really good squad got some really really good players and the manager has got us playing in a way that is just fluid and I think we go into the last probably last couple of months thinking we can win pretty much any game um, home or away because we've got different setup for being at home different setup for being away but obviously it's going to be different kettle fish now at Wembley on, on Saturday if we've drew against Luton twice this year so it'll be, be a really tight game you mentioned the manager there, Mark Robbins. I think uh, all Manchester United fans will remember him for, for scoring the goal in 1990 against, I think it was Forrest in the FA Cup that, that saved Alex Ferguson's career at the time as manager. Uh, went on to play for, for Norwich and Leicester, among other clubs. Was a striker as well, Shawnee, Mark Robbins. So is that something that, that you've been able to utilise in terms of words of advice and, and little nuggets of, of information from someone like him as manager? Yeah, definitely. Um, he does take his strikers away two or three times a week to work on work on finishing, work on a movement and stuff like that. And if, I do feel I feel a lot sharper since I've joined the, the football club in January. Um obviously you said that he's played at the highest level. He's he's been there and done that and I suppose to get different different tips and different kind of things from him has, has definitely helped me. Um I know I've only played maybe about seven games um been involved in seven games this season but I've been really enjoying playing Playing under him, training with him every day, um, and as you say, like he's brought the club from League Two to the Premier League in the space of five years. That's that's unbelievable. I, I, I don't think you'll you'll see that every day um, over here. Um, so so fair play to him, and yeah, as I said, there it's it is it is working well, and and hopefully we've we've won more big game on Saturday, and hopefully you can. You know, create history and, and do it for the first time, bringing some a club from League Two to the to the Premier League in, in that short amount of time. You said there you're back up in Preston. You, you obviously spent five and a half um, good years at Preston. Are you are you still living in Preston or? Yeah, so I come back to Preston like maybe once every couple of weeks. Um, pretty much on our days off, I just come back up, try to get stuff organised. I just renting a place in Birmingham at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, so I still got my house in Preston. So anytime I I do get a day off, I, I come up the road. I just had a few <laughs> get a few things organised, um, just to get my shoes and stuff for our suits and on Saturday stuff like that. So it's can't be wearing trainers and suits, can you? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I got into the captain, but um, obviously it's the captain's calls, and he wanted black shoes, so can't be screwing. Yeah, uh, famously, you wear the wrong stuff at Wembley on a big day and it doesn't end well if the team loses. Uh, it'll be a meme or you'll be some sort of video <laughs> and that'll be you all over the internet for about a week. Um, so your contractual situation, are you out at the end of the season with Coventry and, and a free agent or what's the story with that? So I've had a few conversations with the manager and um, I suppose the last couple of months and I'm just seeing how things are, see what, you know... The scenario is come after Saturday, um, whether if that's staying in the country or Coventry or, or going elsewhere, I'll have to just, you know, take time to think and see what my options are. Yeah. Been my first time being our contractor or free agent for the first time maybe since I, I left West Ham when I was younger when I went to Dundalk that time. So um I really enjoyed my time 
at Coventry. So if there's the option there to stay in Coventry, um, I'll just have to think about it and and see see where the options are. Is are you relaxed about that whole situation, or is it actually a bit of a minor stress, not fully knowing exactly what next season is going to be like, and whether or not you need to buy a gaff down there or rent something long term? Because these are kind of the human decisions that you. Um, that we as, as fans frequently forget, like, actually, you have a lot of logistical bullshit to get through, depending on where you're going to be. Yeah, that's the worst thing, you know, not knowing where the unknown of, as you said there, like renting the house or bringing your stuff from your house where I am in Preston to a different part of the country. Um, I wouldn't say I'm stressed about it. I think I'm pretty relaxed. Um, I know, as I said there, it's probably the first time... Um, in my career where I find myself not having like cement contract for the following season but I'm, I'm relaxed about it and whatever will be will be and I'll see what happens in the summer It's funny we had an Irish cricketer on the on the show yesterday Shani and he was talking about that like getting into his late 20s and being more comfortable with things like that funny enough he went, he was out of contract as a, as a cricketer as well uh, at one point for the first time in his career and had to deal with it and, and I guess he used different things and meditation was one of those and I remember reading before from yourself that you decided to delete Twitter off your phone a couple of years ago and, and social media was obviously one of those things where you could be having a brilliant season, a couple of bad games and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's saying you're shit or whatever online. Mm. So uh, has that been a, a help to you, kind of relaxing the social media use? Yeah, definitely mentally. Um, as you said, I haven't used Twitter maybe over a couple of years. Um, probably the only social media I probably use is, is Instagram. Um and even at that, I rarely go on that. Um, but you know, good. Th- some some things come good from social media, likes of Twitter and stuff like that. But also, there's the the bad things. But you know, when I was at Preston, um, I'd always tell the young lads, and um, they did a lot of them would go in on their phone, look up their name and stuff like that. And I was like, try try stay away from that because for now it might be good when you have a good game. But if you do when you have a bad game, it'll only just get in your head and. It might not affect you the first the first time or the second time, but maybe later down the line it would because it definitely did affect me at the time. Um, you know, I had a habit of like going onto Twitter, searching my name or whatever, and um, I said to myself, I said to my wife was like, "Oh, I'm just not doing that anymore." Um, and definitely been in a better place since then. It just gives that clear clear mind and that that stress of like looking on your phone because if you start reading things over and over again um, you'll start to believe it even if it's not true um, yeah. for example yeah. like if you, you hear someone say shit 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 even if you're you're confident in yourself you know you're not a bad player you know you're a good player but if you read it over and over again you'll start to believe it and at that time it, it, it did affect me but um, first thing I did was delete the app and I haven't looked back since Did you get advice on that? Like was somebody able to say there's a, there's a relatively straightforward step you can take that's going to massively help you and that's just deleting it or did you have to get to that point yourself? Yeah, I had to, I had to take matters on my own hands to be fair. Um, like there wasn't anyone that's pressing or whatever that would say, look, you're better off being off social media and stuff like that. I just had to take take it into my own my own, my own hand and, and I haven't looked back. Um to be fair, it probably would have helped me if somebody did come to me closer to time because it was going on for about a year and a half. So, um, nice. Jesus, I didn't but, know that. 
Like, because yeah. if you think about it, right, there's there's always some clown on Twitter who wants to scream abuse at whoever. And if you're searching for that person, it's like if you were in a stadium going over to the people screaming abuse at you on purpose and listening to what they had to say. And like when you put it like that, you'd never do it. But there's there's just an addiction in the social media apps that we all suffer from where it's like, I'm going to keep flicking and keep scrolling and keep scrolling. But I guess when they're actually talking about you and your livelihoods, it's very hard to train your brain to say, this doesn't matter, this is fine, that's just mm. a, that's just some clown. Oh yeah, like I was having, I remember some games I was, I played brilliant and I'd score, but I'd always find that one, one person or one tweet would say something and I'd be like, fuck, it must have been shite then, you know what I mean? But, um, but then even in the bad games, I'd still do it, I don't know why, I'd just come home on a Saturday and I'd, I'd still do it, but thank God, I don't do that anymore. Um, I wish I could go back in time and just tell myself not to do it, but it is what it is. Um, and thank God, like I don't do it anymore. And you know, the only way is forward. Yeah, and look, I I think it's really interesting. You know, whatever whatever career you have at when you finish playing, maybe it is involved in the game. But it's good advice to be able to say I've been through this with younger players. I don't know. Have you like obviously you've loads of time left. You know, you you could play nowadays. You can play to thirty eight, thirty nine if you want to. And you always seem like somebody. who looks after yourself. So have you thought about what the career is after the playing stops? Yeah, um, I'm going to start my coaching badges next summer um, with a couple of boys. Um, I started doing a course with Sathander College um, a couple of months ago on strength and conditioning. So that lasts about four and a half years. Um, but on that, no. Um, obviously, you said there, like, some boys play to go 38, 39. I want to put on my career as much as I can. Um, because I love I love doing what I'm doing, like you know, it's you know sometimes you got to pinch yourself when that you're, you were that four or five year old kids um, wanted to be a footballer, you know, being involved in a game like like the weekend, you know, being involved with a team potentially on the brink of the Premier League. Um, so it, it, it is it is you know there's there's stuff for dreams and, and as I said, there's hundreds of thousands of kids wanting to be a footballer and. and you know, thankfully, I was one of those, and I'm, you know, grateful, grateful for that. So, um, um, what I'm going to do when I'm when I'm done, I'm not sure about that. But I'll have I'll have things in in the background where um, I know I can fall back on when when football's on. The League of Ireland background has given you a a, <clears throat> a solid start in football as well, Shawnee. Like it's it, you you are definitely one of the the great success stories of the League of Ireland. I'm sure it's it's a league you still. You still keep readily in touch with, yeah, definitely. Like we, every every Friday night, for you know every second week, we're in the way there. Myself and Luke, we pick a game and we watch it. Um, he usually wants to watch Pat, so you want to watch Cork. So sometimes we have to flip a coin and and go with it. But <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's something that I've been you know looking looking through the you know the last six years. Um, it has changed quite a lot since. I played in there, you know, you know, the Derry, Shamrock Rovers um, are up there near the top, whereas, you know, Cork and Dundalk were up there for a couple of years when, when I left. So it's it's definitely something that lives long in my heart, um, whether I go back there and there and just come, or hopefully, you know, do, when I finish my coaching badges and look to go down that route, I'd love to uh, work back in, in the League of Ireland in some, some way or form. So coming home at some point is is on the cards, is it? Even just to live? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably move back to Cork. To be fair, um, 
I love the town only it's only spent about a year and a half but my wife's from Cork um, quite close, close with her family as well so it's um, in a few years yeah definitely be looking back to looking back to go, go back to Cork some stage I was in Cork yesterday and funny enough uh, it was your name came up as like uh, all time Cork City legend. They they do love you too. The it's you're like John Milan loving his county, uh, even though it's not yeah. your county. You do yeah. love, you do love Cork City. Born in Kilkenny, bled into Cork, wasn't <laughs> well, it? So well, your your Wikipedia says you're born in Luton. Does that does that add a bit of intrigue to the to the weekend as well? Yeah, so I still have my lot of my aunties and uncles that live in Luton, and my my uncle actually is a season ticket holder for for Luton. Um, and he texted me there the other day. He's actually been, he's in America for the game. He's absolutely good at it. But he was like, whatever happens, um, he'll be happy for me. Um, he's been, you know, following me since, since my West Ham days, since I've, since I've been younger. So it's, yeah, it brings a bit, bit more of a, an added taste to it. Um, you know, I was born in Luton. I moved to Ireland when I was a couple of months old, but I still have a lot of family there, um, a few friends. So it's, it's a bit of a strange one. I'll have a lot of family in the away, or sorry, in the Luton end, and then obviously I'll, I'll have my own family in the Coventry end. So it's brings that added a little bit of taste to, to the fixture. Do you do you have open lines of communication with with Stephen Kenny at all, Shawnee? Is it eleven or twelve caps? Like, would you do you still harbour ambitions of of keeping adding to those caps? Shut that door, like you know. I, I know I haven't been playing. As much as last year, but even when I was, you know, playing for Preston, when when Stephen took charge and scored goals, it still wasn't, still wasn't getting picked. So it's one of those ones, you know. He's he's never been in contact with me since since the last time I've been been called up. So it's don't know what what happened there or whatever. But um, watched a game against France there a couple of months ago and they done really well. So it's then you got two games now next month, um, two big games. Was it one friendly and one? Yes, yeah, the Greece game up Morning. first, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, so it's a big, it's a big game, you know, to uh, for the boys. So it's you're hoping to get get some points on the board, and then you, because they did, did really well against France and very unlucky, they should should have at least come away with a point, you know. It's Greece and Gibraltar, Greece and Gibraltar. Sorry, yeah, and the two two, two qualifying games. Is, is that a, you would have worked, Sean? I think with with Stephen, wouldn't you? At Dundalk. So is that mm-hmm. a is that a surprise? That, that he hasn't been in touch with you or that there haven't been lines of communication, I guess? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So I suppose it'd, it'd be nice to to keep in touch in some shape or form, whether that's a text, whatever. Um, you know, it's not my, probably not my responsibility to, to, get, to get on to him. He, yeah, I suppose he could have sent me a text here or there, but it is what it is. Um, our communications were probably shut the last time I got called up. Um, I think my last game with Ireland was Bulgaria or Belarus at home. I think it was or or Finland away. Um, so yeah, since then we haven't been in contact. Um, suppose I haven't been playing as much maybe in the last year or so. So I, I never expected to, to get called up or whatever. Um, but as I said, when I was playing games and scoring goals at Preston, I. I was only on standby, and that's. I think every time he made a squad, he only got called up for um, someone, someone dropping out. So it is what it is. One last thing: the the um, period of time when you're out of the team at Preston, and then getting to a new manager in Mark Robbins, and getting some 
game involvement. Did that give you your taste? Did you, had you fallen a little bit out of love with football at Preston when you weren't getting game time? Yeah, I suppose I spent a little bit too much like time at Preston. I was there for five and a half years. Maybe I should have left six months a year previous and I felt I needed a fresh start and, you know, a new change room, a new club, a new training ground. Um, and it's 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 gone, you know, really well, obviously, like us being, being in the playoffs, you know, I've played seven games and stuff like that, but I really enjoyed my last five months. Um, I've learned a lot from Mark Robbins and definitely it's, because as we mentioned earlier, he, he scored that goal, that famous goal, as you said, to, to keep Sir Alex and, in his job and he's he's been there and done that as a player and, and as a manager and to be involved and be part of this team. Um, I'm grateful grateful for the opportunity and um, I've been you know on the training pitch in, in the gaffers the gaffers office having many conversations. I'm more on the same wavelength. So look, football is my game. Um, I could end up you know coming on Wembley Saturday and, and scoring a winner. And I keep saying that to myself, you know, man manifesting that, that situation and thinking positive so um, anything can happen and hopefully whether if, um, it comes off somebody's back so he can go in the back then uh, I'm sure the whole commentary will have take the week off work and um, be on a party session but it's one where everyone's looking forward to and there's some, some real buzz around the place Yeah or uh, come on and take the winning penalty Shawnee but whatever happens the weekend however it manifests best of luck thanks a million Cheers, man. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.